Welcome to this episode of 10 by 10, which is brought to you by the Department of Business and Innovation of Bucks County Community College, hosted by Dean Tracy Tinley. Welcome to 10 by 10, the Bucks County Community College podcast brought to you by the Department of Business and Innovation. Today we have Dr. Rob McGee with us from the Neshaminy School District, right? Yes. And you're the assistant superintendent and the director of secondary education. Actually, I'm just a director of secondary education. I don't have the title of assistant superintendent. Oh, well, I promoted you. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Okay. It's, it's been a good um, good, good interview so yeah, far. Well, once it's out there, yes. it's true, you know. Um, so anyway, you grew up in Bucks County, right, Rob? I did. I did. Uh, I'm a native of Levittown, uh, Quincy Hollow section. I'm a graduate in the Chamonix High School. Um, I went on to Shippensburg University, then Philadelphia College of Textile and Science. Okay. And my uh, my PhD is from Drexel University in educational le- leadership. All right. So stayed pretty close to home the yes, whole time. very much so. And then that brought you back to Neshaminy. Neshaminy. I've been in Neshaminy for 33 years. Wow. Originally, I was a math teacher, uh, moved on to an instructional coach, then assistant principal at Neshaminy High School, principal in Neshaminy High School for nearly a decade, and then my present position now, which I've been in for about a year and a half. Okay. And what are some of the, um, you know, changes you've seen in terms of how high schools interact with colleges or community colleges or things like that over over your 33 years? Um, well, it used to be that um, college was something you did after high school. Mm-hmm. You explored that after high school. Now there uh, there is the trend, and probably rightfully so, of the alternate paths to graduation before high school. And many times that can include internships, apprenticeships, uh, college in lieu, mm-hmm. um, dual enrollment classes. So uh, that those partnerships have grown uh, because the opportunity is available and the individualization of a program in high school is probably what's most important instead of everybody taking the cookie-cutter approach through four years. Right, right. And are parents receptive to those different options for their students, or has it been kind of a educational process for parents to understand kind of what that means? Specifically, we can, let's talk a little bit about dual enrollment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's where students that are still in high school will take college coursework. And it could either be on our campus, or maybe my daughter did um, 13 credits online while yes. she was still in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was able to take those credits with her um, to her four-year school. Yes. And how's so how's that evolved in terms of what the parent perception mm-hmm. is of their students doing that like while they're in mm-hmm. high school still? Well, um, I think the parents uh, grew up in, in a time where that didn't happen, so they're curious mm-hmm. about it, but they're also making sure that their child is on the right path and, and uh, we're still being taken care of and it's the right option. I think once those obstacles are cleared, uh, they're very happy to have the option mm-hmm. where they can decide as a family and, and get and get ad- advice from counselors, principals, friends, te- teachers as to what's the best best path for my child. Right. Um, so I guess back in the day, you didn't have to worry about it. The path was high school. Sure. And then you worried about it afterward. Now, high school has some choices in it, and, and they're pretty significant. Right. And so why should students and their parents consider doing college coursework while they're in high school? Uh, there, there's, a, there's a number of reasons, but first it has to fit them. It has to mm-hmm. fit their need. Uh, the idea of the transferability of credits. Uh, you can leave uh, high school with a significant number of credits, mm-hmm. and we're all wondering how we fund a college education for ourselves or our family, and here's a way to fund it uh, beginning early right. at a uh, at a probably a smaller smaller uh, fee than, than we would at a, a traditional four-year four, four school. Sure. But also um, the idea of triability. 
Mm-hmm. You know, put your put your toe in the water before you actually have to do it alone with some of those supports in place. Right. Um, you know, you still have your parents with you. You still have um, teachers back at the high school. You still have all those resources that you can rely on while you experience this new environment of a college campus and a college course. Right, right. And that um, makes a lot of sense yeah. to have them maybe sort of up their intellectual game while they're still at home and, and have, you know, their mm-hmm. social system and their friends mm-hmm. and their teachers and right, right. all that stuff. Um, and I know for my daughter, she, it was funny because um, she decided to take an online class and we've been operating on Canvas for many, many years. And then I think it was the year after she took her first class here that her high school went to Canvas. Right. So she was, she knew how to operate it and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So it was just, it was a funny kind of backwards experience right, right, yeah. um, with the high schools kind of following, you know, what the community college right, had done. Right. And um, and she didn't know what she wanted to do. So, you know, to your notion of triability, she didn't know if she wanted to be business major or science major. And so she took some of each right. and ultimately decided that, you know, she would pursue biology at her, her four-year institution. Yep. So, um, and it was, uh, it was a good experience for her. I mean, I have to say. Good. Um, but what challenges do you see? Because it wasn't it wasn't easy for her. Um, um, well, I, I think I think the challenges are those uh, same challenges you'd meet in your first year of of post secondary education without the supports. Um, you actually have to learn to be an independent adult and accountable for your own work, uh, accountable for your own attendance. If you think about it in public education, we've developed a system where there's all kinds of checks to get a course grade. Before you get a course grade, you have four market period grades. You have four interim progress reports, and you have interim progress reports mm-hmm. in each of those market periods. You have all these uh, these checks, a teacher that can call, a counselor can call. And the first thing that's missing in college, those checks are there. People care about you, but they're not as extensive. Sure. Uh, so you develop that independent check on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are some of the things. But they experience it when they're closer to home. Um, the idea of de- deadlines, managing your own system, no one's reminding you right. to the extent, and, and with the online courses even more so. Right. Uh, that is definitely an independent learning in- environment for someone who can work independently and manage it and, and learn independently, sure. knowing what you don't know and being able to ask, ask those questions. Right. Um, so I think the things that we find difficult are those same things that are, they're going to find difficult themselves without our support. So gotcha. that's a great experience. And so how, how do you um, or your counseling staff handle any conflicts between, um, you know, they're kind of in between two worlds. Like they're high school students, but they're taking college work. And, and I'm sure that mm-hmm. creates some some difficulties sure. for them sometimes. Um, so the, fir- the first of all is uh, us becoming aware of it uh, and the child becoming a- aware, aware of it. So uh, once we become aware of it, uh, what we do is we, uh, we mentor kids on how to ad- advocate for themselves. Um, if a parent were to call me and say, hey, we're having trouble with a Bucks uh, instructor and a grade, I'm like, well, uh, not much I can do about that. But right. let me let me talk to your son or daughter and tell them how they should do it. And I'm going to ask you to at least listen to that but not get involved because that's why we're doing this. Right. Uh, uh, the, you'll find that the instructors are very similar to our te- teachers. And if you develop a relationship with them and approach them, uh, you will you will get uh, – 
the experience that you're looking for. Right. Um, so we mentor them in that. Uh, there is the opportunity for academic support. Suppose they're having trouble in a writing course. Obviously, Bucks has a, somewhere they can get help for writing, but also mm -hmm. Chamonix High School does too. We have a whole English department, and they have uh, X number of former English te teachers that they've had in class, uh, and then uh, extra help before or after school so they can avail themselves to that. Right. Uh, and one of the nice things about the relationship between uh, Bucks County Community College and the Chamonix, if all else fails, we can always reach out and say there's a special case and let's get let's get together and make sure that we, by creating a program, hasn't disadvantaged a child because of some, some unforeseen circumstance that neither of us know about. Sure, sure. And I'm sure when um, when the students graduate and they have college credit and then they they go on to wherever they're going, they're they kind of get this maybe light bulb. I know my daughter did because she was kind of like, okay, because yeah, I work here. So she's mm -hmm. like, yeah, well, you know, it is, it's nice, but right. nothing special. Well, then when she got to her four-year school, all her friends were saying, wait, you're already done almost a semester? Yep. That's yep. crazy. Yeah. Um, and she's picking her classes before everybody else because she has credits. Right, yes. right. And she she is using it so she can study abroad and not have the pressure of you know, her major classes so much. So they're filling in and she's using it for a minor. So it opens up the possibility too for students to create those minors in college that they maybe wouldn't have had right. time to do because yeah. um, they could go with some things that would, would fit in. Um, so it's really, it's, it's interesting because I think traditionally people think, well, they have to stay, <coughs> they have to stay in high school because they're this age. Right. And it's very, you know, driven by how old they are. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, the students don't have the maturity to do it, but sometimes they they definitely do. So it's nice that they have options. Sorry, I'm going to so, cough. That's okay. <coughs> I apologize. That's all right. So if you had to give uh, parents or students just like, you know, three three takeaways from our talk today about dual enrollment, what would those be? Um, explore it. See if it's right for you. Um, talk to people, uh, whether it be uh, the counselor, your friends, the college you ultimately want to arrive at to see if it's the best place for you. Okay. Uh, and then just ask a lot of questions and make sure that uh, uh, you understand the situation and understand what it is that you're uh, – you're about to do and move on from there. I don't know if that was three, but I oh, guess that I was great. Okay. Thank you so much for joining sure. us. This concludes this episode of 10 by 10. We invite you to listen and share our other episodes. 